Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by these great sponsors. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. This podcast is also brought to you by Valley Transportation. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 or go to valleytransinc.com for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. This podcast is also brought to you by AgDirect. No matter how you buy your ag equipment from a dealer, auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. Hey, what's rule number one? What's rule number one? Party. No, not party. No, it's not party. Moving higher in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving higher time and time again. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast number 253. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by Axon Tire. Helping dealers move more iron for the past 100 years. For more information, go to axontire.com. Aaron. Yes. Do you like a nice piece of cold steel in your pocket? I do. Nothing like a nice piece of perhaps sharp cold steel. If you like that. Go to, go to marketingaxontire.com and they will send you 100% free a nice branded uh, ax, uh, Alliance Tire branded pocket knife. Fantastic. That you can put in your pocket. Absolutely. And whittle whatever you want, open letters. Cut net wrap. Whatever you want to do. Cut net totally wrap. To you. Tons and tons of net wrap. Whatever you want to do. Don't stab any sidewalls though because that's bad. That is bad. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. But if you want to. Easy. Go to go to marketingaxontire.com and they will and make sure you they tell you you got it from Moving Iron Podcast. Give them all your details. Totally free to your place. You're gonna love it. That is fantastic. Fantabulous. All right. Valley Transportation's also been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 or go to valleytransinc.com for all your trucking needs at Valley Transport. Our goal is to help you reach yours. <laughs> And no matter how you buy ag equipment from a dealer, auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. All right, so there's a a few things going on in the world right now. Um, If you take a look, all the craziness happening in Ukraine, all the craziness uh, that's going on there and how that's going to play out, Aaron and I both have a, a mutual friend that is uh, stuck over there right now, Alex Rachenko, and uh, he works with us here. And uh, I've been talking with him over the past, uh, you know, since Tuesday night, Wednesday night, whenever it was, that things kicked off, and keeping in touch with him where he's at and, and what's going on and what he's seeing and what those things look like. I hope to get him on the podcast so he can kind of tell about what things are happening. But I mean, it is a. Uh, it's a man, it's just a crazy situation. It's wild, man. I mean, it's one thing to watch. What did you say? You, you talked to him earlier. He went yeah. ten miles in ten two, miles hours. two hours. Two hours. <laughs> yeah. Ten miles in two hours. I mean, it's just Oh man. 
you know, I, I've been to Ukraine probably, I think, three times. Yeah, three times. And um, I've, I've gotten to know people there um, that are in that are in harm's way. You know, I mean, Alex obviously is over there right now. Um, my friend Anna, she, she lives in uh, Dnipro, you know, just south of, of Kiev. And, you know, I've talked to her a few times. Um, I've sold sprayers to her and, and, and for the company she works for. Um, the, the contact that I have in Kiev, I have not been able to get a hold of um, since this whole thing started. So, I mean, who, who knows where these people are at, what they're doing. Um, but it's just, a, it's just a crazy time right now. And, and, I mean, obviously the markets have reacted to all, everything we've seen. You know, I mean, Slightly. Yeah. <laughs> Slightly. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you talk about knee-jerk in both directions. I mean... Let's just let's just talk about wheat for a minute. I mean, wheat obviously one of the biggest commodities that come out of that area. I think Russia is the biggest exporter of wheat in the world, and I want to yep. say like Ukraine's like five or something like that. And then couple all that with all the wheat that comes out of that region all comes out of the Black Sea, and so obviously the Black Sea's in, in the middle of, of turmoil there. So you know you had wheat limit up. Uh, I was going to be really row. smart. Uh-huh. And I was going to say, yes, the Black Sea region. And you said the Black Sea, that whole region over there. I was like, damn it, man, you stole it. That was, I was going to look really smart because I watch a lot of Ag Day, but yeah. ship sailed. Yeah, well, it's a good pun, though. Oh, Black Sea. So you have uh, yeah, that whole thing happening. I mean, you had the last thing, the previous four days before today, yeah, I think you had wheat up like 30, then it was up like 45, and then it was up 50, limit up, limit up the next day. And then, you know, obviously people jumped in and took some profit. Um, I want to say wheat was down like 83 today. Um, 78. 70, okay, 78. Yeah. Uh, soybeans were down 70-something. Uh, corn was down 40-something. That's mean, just ridiculous. But, that... I mean, it's profit-taking, right? I, mean, I know, you know, but it when, when they... What do they call that? They don't call it raise the limit. They call it the... Expand. expand yeah, expand. Limits. Expanded limits. When they do that, it's like, okay, everybody just calm down a minute. Well, they do that on purpose. I know. And that's that's a whole nother... It's a whole nother section of... So here, here's the be. thing. So, like, all those markets, the wheat, that market, had... Expanded trade limits today, right? And today was the day that it, yeah, right? Because they exactly. expanded the limits, it went fall out of it, it went out of the way. Now, obviously, they're just doing some profit taking. I mean, all these traders, I mean, they're they're jumping in and they're they're doing a bunch of stuff. They're taking their they're making their money. They're coming back out. They're going to jump back in. All these different things are happening. I have I have a couple concerns that really kind of worry me a little bit. Two things is. Um, 252, which I'm getting ready to put out, I had Tanner Emke on from CoBank, yep. right? And, you know, Tanner's a, a staple on this on this podcast, I and mean, he's on a lot, and we talk about a lot of different stuff. And natural gas is the primary um, ingredient in, in hydrous. Right. Right? Correct. So that kind of fundamentally flows into the fertilizer marketplace. I didn't know this till today, but Belarus, mm-hmm. Ukraine, and I think even Russia are 
the three top producing countries of like potash, nitrogen, those kind of things, all those kind of little ingredients that go yep. into making fertilizer. So fertilizer prices are already crazy high, right? And now you're gonna you're gonna lump all this stuff back in together, and that you know that 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 gap, you know, in in margin that we see on these crops, it's just incrementally just getting hammered. Oh, absolutely. One, you know, day at a time. Which which kind of brings in into a. I sit back and I think about this. So the USDA came out with their perspective um, on Tuesday, I think. Their perspective um, acreage report, right? Kind of what that looks like and what they're thinking. And I'm going off memory here, so forgive me if I'm I'm off here. But it was like 92 million acres of corn and like 88, 87 million acres of of soybeans. So if... If nitrogen becomes so wickedly expensive and hydrogen becomes so crazy expensive, yeah. and, all these, and it comes time to plant, what what happens to the market when? Okay, cool. Well, we're not going to plant ninety-two million acres of corn. We're going to plant ninety million acres of corn. Yeah, and we're going to plant ninety million acres of soybeans. It's happened before. Yeah. Now you couple all of that with, you know, this crop coming out of of South America, right? Was supposed to be the crop to save all the ending stocks, and we're all supposed to be and fat and drunk, and it didn't happen. Right, right. You know, old boy showed up to the party, but he didn't realize he was the one that was supposed to bring the beer. Right, right. exactly. Yeah. Oh, I was supposed to bring all the. I thought I was just going to bring some of the beer. <laughs> yeah, I got mine. I got. I mean, I got enough for for me and my me, but I didn't realize I was supposed <laughs> to bring. Right. We brought a party ball, yeah. but we also got five people in the Broncos. I mean, I also so. have my own tap, so yeah, you know, whatever, you know. So, Shit, man, I'm sorry. I didn't know. <laughs> so now you start looking at, at how this whole thing plays out. We're in we're in an equipment marketplace right now where you have so much of, of this stuff that, that that is pointing towards higher prices. I mean, I think like I I've, I've talked about it on here, you know, up until this black swan event happening. And it's it's a weird thing to talk about it's a black swan, like, oh, this came out of nowhere. This didn't. This this whole Ukrainian Russia thing didn't come out of nowhere. No, I mean they've been fighting. I don't each pay other. attention to news, and I know two years ago it was right. bubbling. Twenty fourteen, Russia after the Sochi Olympics, Russia came in, got the Crimean Peninsula, and then you had Donetsk and Luhansk. Uh, Regions of of Ukraine. Oh, eight. I thought maybe those were figure skaters <laughs> or something. <laughs> no, you had you had these two places to decide. Hey, you know what? Dohans and Shos. <laughs> you had you had these two people that these two places that decided. Hey, we're not going to be Ukrainian anymore. Right. We're going to be you know the Panhandle, Nebraska is like we're we're close to Wyoming. So oh damn! Wyoming, if only. You know, Come on, you know, baby. You know, so I mean, it's like that kind of deal. You know. What do you mean taxes? <laughs> So coal mines. So now you have that lined up, and that that thing happened, and it just like slowly progressed. I went to Ukraine in 2018, 2019, 2020. Didn't go in 21. Um, a couple of, obviously, COVID and different job responsibilities, and those kind of things kind of happened. But the whole time I was there, nobody acted like when I was in Ukraine. Nobody, no one. I'm sitting there like. You guys kind of worried about this over here? Right. Like, you over in a car, like, do not take it west. 
Whatever. Don't right. care. Do not go west of here. Okay. And that was really how it was. That's like what they were telling, like in that kind of a tone, right? Right. But you you talk to the people in Ukraine. They're like, ah, oh, it's just whatever. You know, this is just another way yeah. for some oligarchs to make some money. And that, I've heard that. I heard that so many times when I was over there. Right. So so to put that in perspective, Ukraine is like two Texases. Right. Right. Of it's, black dirt. Right. Of, two Texases right. of. Illinois, right? <laughs> I mean, it's just—it's like, and but 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 it's, see, you guys it's, digging post holes. Yeah, we went. We're trying to get to that clay, <laughs> but we're ten feet down. We got two augers welded together. The, the only way that I've, I tried to explain this to the people I've talked to, I mean, it would be like someone in Wichita, Kansas, saying, "You know what?" Yeah, I know these Texans are fighting the the Mexicans down here on the border, but yeah, whatever, you know. Right. You know, San Antonio, El Paso decided they want to be part of the United States anymore, so they're going to go and join, you know, Chihuahua, right? Freaking Mexico, and we're, and we're gonna we're gonna go over there and fight. Could you imagine what I mean? I like I just I I cannot for the life of me. Like understand that I don't yeah, get that, and it's you know? almost held as like. Just another day, right? Until this week, yep. And and everyone I talked to up until this happened, it was like, oh yeah, no big deal, no big, no, just no, no worries. This 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 mean hell, it's whatever. Well, so I don't know if it was eight years of just nothing ever happened past this little thing here. But you also didn't have it wasn't like it wasn't like nothing happened here, so we did, just ignored it. And then all of a sudden they just showed up one day and decided to keep going east. There was somebody on the other side of that going like, guess what? It's time to pay the piper. Right. And you guys aren't really a real country anymore because here's why. And everything that uh, what the hell, Yeltsin came up with doesn't matter. Boris. Yeah, Boris. No, whatever he came up with doesn't matter, right? There was somebody on the other side screaming at the top of their lungs that this was going to happen. Right. And I for the life of me cannot put my I can't wrap my head around what 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 drove that thinking I mean like okay here's why when when Vlad was riding around shirtless horseback that was your first indicator okay right you had MAGA red hat buddies or whatever they may be keeping that under wraps a little bit like just calm down a little bit like you and me a big city one in the morning you're gonna make sure that things stand under wrap a little bit like don't get carried away well he's gone who's gonna stop who's Vlad most worried about probably us NATO it all boils down to us Say what right. you want. It all boils down to us. To some extent, yeah. But it I mean, all boils down to us. Iraq War. Yeah, but I mean, times yeah. three. But you got to understand that that, that Bosnia Herzegovina. All that. It all boils down to us. Okay. So, all he's worried about is us. Well, guess what? Last November, he ain't worried about us no more. And that, I am. I am not. A red hat wearing dude. I don't have a MAGA hat, but that's just 
my complete 1% worldly, 99% hayseed mm -hmm. viewpoint. Right. So I, I think... For, There's got to be some truth to that, though. I don't, I don't you know. You can't deny it. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't want to sit here and say that because Donald Trump's not president anymore that he decided he was going to go get some. I'm not saying know. that. It's probably more who is there and how it's set up. He, if it would have been another really tight collar blue blazer Republican in there, you know, other than Donald, say W or HW or Ronald for shit's sakes. Right. So there's a reason why Vladimir Putin said the hours as the as Russian troops were and were uh, going into into Russia or into Ukraine right. and launching airstrikes and everything else and into Kiev and all around the world, you know, Odette, troops landing in Odessa and all across the country, right? There's a reason why he said if you come and jack with us while we're doing this, you will have I can't remember. I'm paraphrasing here, but I remember. My thumb is on the button. <laughs> Maybe it should be saying, like, you'll have, you're going to have issues that only your dreams could have fucking imagined of, right? Right. And that's where he's coming from. So, I mean, there's only one other country that has as many or as more nuclear weapons than the United States. That's Russia, right? All right. these other countries that we're worried about that are just making their first one, right? Well, we, we could fit all the nuclear missiles that we have in their entire country and line them up next to each other and around. Right. I mean, so that, that's part of it. I mean, so, I mean, the idea that, that there, and, and what Vladimir Putin gave up to make this happen. I mean, he's, there's, there's a great article out there in the financial times of London and I'm paraphrasing the, uh, or the, the the title here, but you and I it. read very different publications. Very different. What do you mean? The Financial Times of Lo of London. It's, it's a, the it's most a, sophisticated thing that shows up in this mailbox is Heritage Iron. Well, I don't like get it. I just read it online. But I mean, there's 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 a I mean there's an article out there that uh, a great a great piece, and I would encourage anyone listening to this to Google this. It's like paraphrasing here, but it's something to the effect of Russia and China go back and and, and, and rewrite the new world order. Right? right. And the whole basis of the piece is that Russia and China feel like when the collapse of the Soviet Union happened, the United States had free reign to go do whatever they wanted because there was not another country on the planet that was gonna keep them in check. Right. right? They could go do whatever they wanted to, right? And they list a bunch of different things in there, and and, and it's a good article. It makes a lot of sense. But the idea that that of Russia and China is that they're they're two countries, and it's not like the United States and England or United States and Germany or France right. or whoever. Like they're literally like, hey, we live in the same subdivisions and we're neighbors, but we hate the rest of our neighbors. Right. Our neighbors exactly. suck. Right. And I don't necessarily like you, but I like you more than I hate the rest of my neighbors, yep. right? And China has done a really good 
job of 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 understanding what Vladimir Putin wants to have happen. And Vladimir Putin has given away the farm to make this happen. Right. Um, we read an article this morning. They're talking about how, and again, I mean, I'm, I'm reading this stuff. <clears throat> I haven't fact checked any of this, so you know, <laughs> don't don't all the haters out there don't come come jumping on me here. Well, but, I checked on Snopes, <laughs> but it was something like 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 you, in the northern Arctic, you know, where where China or Soviet Union is drilling oil and all those kind of things. They gave away like thirty percent of their rights to that and then they gave away like 80% of the infrastructure for energy to China and China and they signed a deal and basically China was going to come in and say hey you go to what you want to we got your back right you know basically what it boiled down to right, right? so now you've got this thing happen here so we have all this turmoil happen right now the commodity prices are going crazy unlimited amount of volatility machinery is in is at record highs right now yep what does it look like when now all of a sudden, if you want to come, you want me to plant corn, USDA, you know, hedge funds, this, that, and the other thing, yep. Cargill, all these things. You want me to plant corn? All right. Well, I can't do it unless it's eight bucks, right? Because, you know, it's covered my costs and, you know, daddy yeah, needs, needs a new pair of shoes. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know? So now all of a sudden you start looking at these high commodity prices that are here to stay now, right? Because if corn fell off to, to three bucks again, or if wheat fell off to two fifty or something like that again, no one's going to plant it. Well, I mean, oh, people, first of all, people are going to plant it. I don't get me wrong. People yeah. are going to plant it, but it's not going to be in like I'm going to go out and just pour the freaking coals to it and try to get three hundred bushels an acre. Corn, yes. Always, they will always. Oh well, corn's three bucks. We need to raise three fifty bushel. Pour the coals to it. Pour the coals to it. But you can't do that, now. guy. It's they, it's, a, it's a whole different. Nobody. Realm. There will never. I know it is, but there will. It was a whole different realm in ninety four than it was in seventy. But the cost of inputs, man. I know. I know. I know. Smart words. Economics of scale. There you okay. go. I like that one. That's good. Yeah. A forty twenty brand new rolled off the truck at ninety five hundred bucks. It wasn't four hundred and ninety five thousand like an eight four hundred or eight R four ten, a three eighty Magnum or whatever, a T something dot blah blah blah. A T eight point seven. Point three seventy or whatever. <laughs> yeah, LMNOP. Right. Power shift. So, when you look at it from the economics of scale standpoint, okay, that old Lister planner on the back of that forty twenty, and that guy, God, someday we're gonna hit three. We're gonna hit three. Seventies are great. Into the seventies, most of the eighties shit show. Nineties we start climbing back out. Okay. And it doesn't matter what realm is going on, what is happening, how much inputs are on scale. I remember, Casey, I remember when $200 anhydrous was like, we're going to have a farm sale. 
no way is that gonna work. There's no way. I remember $400. Oh my God. How on earth are we ever going to be able to farm a $400 anhydrous? And the same thing was the first $100,000 comma. I was like, how are we supposed to yes. make this work? Okay. Right. So now anhydrous is right. $11 billion. Right. And right. all that is going to make those guys who raise corn. And, and I, so the listeners know, I am 90% cowboy, 10% farmer. In my heart. So That's I, being generous, by the way. Yeah. When people start, oh, my God, you want to talk planter attachments and agronomics, I will get the best nap ever. Good thing I'm selling machinery, by the way. Any, anyway, when you look at that whole realm and the economics of scale, those guys who raise that corn, they everything in their life, their mailboxes are corn. They have corn cob belt buckles. Everything is corn, corn, corn. They love it. They live it. They breathe it. Okay. I understand what, what they're going to do is, well, shit. We went from seven down to three. We're going to have to figure out how to go from 280 to 420. And I understand where you're coming from. The biggest part of that, what you just talked about, the, the overarching main picture of what you're saying is, the last time I checked before this happened, the break even on, on corn right. was like 525, right? Typically, the rule of thumb is between 375 and 425, depending on what your input costs and all the right. thing, you know. So now you're looking at the prior to the even. 2019 <clears throat> won't ever die. Oh, by the way, here's 2020. Oh, mm-hmm. and the Rona. And then shit show city after that. Mm-hmm. So so now so now you're looking at then it was the price of natural gas right in Europe not in the United States in Europe rose fifty one and a half percent. Oh, I know. In the last four days, yes, fifty one and a half percent, dude. So I mean, I'm not talking. I, I I don't know what the price was. I mean, it was. You're probably talking about twenty-five or thirty dollars. Yeah, say say it's a hundred dollars a cubic foot or whatever. Then it I mean, you're becomes probably paying close fifty. So I mean, I think you're paying like twenty-five to thirty bucks, uh, whatever the power they measure it. And then, you know, now you're looking at. I mean, you're seriously looking at fifty dollars. I mean, fifty-one and a half percent, right? All of that stuff. That I mean, it's not. I guess the point of my rambling here is that you have more soybean acres are going to go into production. I would be really surprised if at final acre count there isn't more beans than corn. Exactly. I think I, don't know, I would be shocked. Yeah. And and their biggest reason for that is you can plant reasons. beans with an airplane and a harrow for shit's sakes. <laughs> right. Input costs are. are Nothing. Really nothing compared to that. Wheat, same way. It still gets hauled around your cool seed tender. You actually get to haul it around way more. Well, yeah, and the neighbors true. all see it. So yep. the, the side effect to that is that, that we're going to see is that there is a, a, a budding market for soybeans because of crush. Crush, crush, right? 
and before this whole by this 20 did, did you see thing. that did yeah, you uh, see that uh it's not a dynamic what do they call it when they graphic yeah. the graphic um by 2025 the domestic soybean need is like damn near 50 percent greater like doubling or Double, it's yeah. outlandish mm-hmm. yep that's three years from now dude yeah yeah so now let's put that and, on the perspective. And you have an entire country, an entire country, giant country, that the entire western half is burn up, can't raise a damn thing. Maybe if we get some snow, we'll get 30 bushel wheat. That's it. Yeah. Nobody, so, under the pivots, they don't grow beans. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, to some extent, yeah. We don't grow soybeans out From the mountain, mountain and Pacific time zone. Right. I'll just say that. Mountain and Pacific time zones. Half of the country. Right. Zero soybeans. Domestic. For the most part, yeah. Need yeah. is going to double. Hey, but there's more work, guys. Thanks for playing, corn. <laughs> oh, never mind. Corn's $13 now. That's uh, where we're going. Yeah. But I think there's a... Uh, the big drawback there, more than anything, is a lot of sheep for sale. <laughs> the biggest, the biggest drawback there, more than anything, is that, is that more guys in our area in this higher elevation where it's typically been harder to grow soybeans. You're really starting to see the soybean opportunities present themselves. Yeah. Oh yeah. <clears throat> more guys are are looking at. Do that. I mean. We have a pretty hard line in our area. I mean, if you get like to, you get west of Ogallala, yep. the soybean starts to trickle off, right? To zero. But you start, there's a lot of guys, a lot of guys that are growing soybeans on the Nebraska-Wyoming border. Yeah. They're not it, getting the it, big bushels that everybody else right. is getting, but they're still growing soybeans. It's it's not so much, and when it comes to our trade area, it's not so much that they won't make it you're not going to get 80 bushel beans but you can raise beans successfully the problem is nothing out here is set up for it that's exactly there, right there's no, there's no infrastructure, infrastructure for no infrastructure. soybeans because yeah. <clears throat> a friend of mine in Baird he raised them in early 2000s and he had to haul them all the way to Sydney to get rid of them right that's going to be a, a, a continued issue so I, I've talked on here a lot about where I see this market heading and what this looks like. If if commodity prices, I'm formulating, I've got to write an article for Farm Equipment Magazine coming up here and I've been thinking about what I want to write about and those kind of things. And where I keep going back to is write an article that's a historical perspective of where planters started and where they're at now. Ooh, yeah. Right? Okay, and that, that whole that whole thing from being like, holy crap, we've got so many planters we can't see straight, when they're loaded to the gills with every possible it, piece of oh whatever, you know, yeah. to where now I've got all these, and, and there's, not, there's not a person that wants to buy them. Right. I'm not selling a planter to anybody, right? So we dump them all, things go through, and they never come back because holy crap we sold everything off and then 
the perfect storm happened, yep. and we don't. It's just no one's really buying new planners right now. Are you listening, Combines? <laughs> Pay close attention. But Combines should have had the same thing, but that didn't happen. No. You know, you know right? why? Why? We both know why. We're very guilty of it. There's no such thing as custom planners. That's true. However, yeah. custom, custom harvesters, harvesters yeah. is a big yeah. business, yeah. man. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Nobody shows up and trades in 13 planners. No. Thank God. No one knows that. <laughs> so I've been thinking about kind of what that perspective looks like. And I want to see that, though. I want I want to be like custom harvesters, but you're custom planners. So what do you guys do? Well, we got like quad axle peats and 80-foot RGNs and seven pilot cars. But we get that DB120 all the way down to South Texas. It works great. I'm sorry. Continue. The, the one You're thing, the smart one. No, I'm. I'm just. I'm, I'm just dumber than the day is long. But the uh, the one thing about this that I really I think about a lot is, I mean, the entire market could be the planner market if prices stay yeah, high like absolutely. this right here. I mean, it doesn't matter how much new I sell you. If that every use piece behind that is sold, because I mean the delineation between the the new buyer and the first used buyer, the, the second used buyer, the third, those those lines of delineation are getting to be more bolder and wider and more fixed than they've ever been in the past. Because if you have a set area with a border mm -hmm. and you make that border thicker the set area gets smaller right and well, that's that's what's happening some of that's just yeah big some time extent, but i mean a lot of it is you know i've got x acres and i can only spread so much cost across x acres right if i've got if i farm twenty five thousand acres i can do i can i can spread this amount of cost across right. my acres right now, whatever that is, you can do that. If I got, you know, five thousand acres, and I can do X number of dollars. It's the same dollars per acre, right? right. It's just on five thousand acres versus twenty-five thousand yeah. acres, right? Yeah. So it's just for easy math. Let's just say it's ten dollars an acre. At twenty-five thousand acres, I can spend two hundred fifty thousand bucks to do that on those twenty-five thousand acres. Exactly. Right? On five thousand acres, I can send fifty grand to that, and then the guy over here that's got fifteen hundred acres at ten bucks an acre, I can send fifteen thousand. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? So now you start running into a bunch of different areas of what can I do? I mean, there's only so many four thousand dollar tractors and five hundred thousand dollar <laughs> combines you can put across acres. Right. You know what I mean? So. There comes a point in time where, like, I would love to have a new combine, but I don't want to spend, you know, the half a million dollars to get this over here. But I can, I can spend the three hundred fifty thousand, exactly. or four hundred thousand, or whatever it is to get here. And this guy's going like, I would sure like to have the four hundred thousand or something, but I can't. But I can sure spend the two fifty. Yep. You know, all the way down that way that line looks. That we we're in a point of time right now where we we don't have. We're not selling into a large volume of used equipment. 
That's already sitting out there? No volume. There, like, no volume. As far as volume, the word volume, there is no volume of anything. It's like, I'll, I'll forever in my mind, remember this, 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 my mom used to say this all the time, like, I just went to the grocery store. <laughs> right. And there's, like, nothing left in the house. I went to the grocery store on Saturday. Trash can's full, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's Tuesday, and you've ate, you've eaten everything in the house, right? That's where we're at. I mean, like, we, we're getting groceries on Saturday, and Tuesday, we're, yep. we're out. Absolutely. So if tomorrow we wake up and everything everything gets back to normal, everything gets back to normal, and the price of, of things stay the way they are, I don't think we're going to see a repeat of what we saw in 2009 to 2012. I don't think we're going to see guys that are jumping over the top of whatever to get to whatever. Because you got to remember something. You got to remember this: the price of a machine, a, a 2008 Deer Agco, right. whatever it was, it was a you know you're looking at a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar combine. Oh yeah, right. In two thousand and eight, two thousand nine, two thousand seven, something like that. Two hundred thousand to two hundred fifty thousand. I remember when they hit three. Yeah. What are you looking at now? Five. Two and a half times almost as yep. much as that is. Well, two, two and a half times, but two and a quarter times what it is. Yep. I mean, you went from 200000 to 225000 to, to, to 500000 yep. 475 525 you know, somewhere in that. If you buy a new common today, I don't care what brand you're buying, take programs out of the fucking mix and everything. Right. You're spending 475 to 525 for a new combine. Yep. You're spending three fifty to four and a quarter for a tractor. I'm oh, talking yeah. row crop tractor. Easy. And then you then you start jumping into a four wheel drive, you're spending five to six twenty five. Yep. Depending on what you got set up with. Yep. And if you have you know, five hundred thousand is a bare bag Oh yeah. Small small <laughs> tiny thing. I mean those two you put three point three point PTO on something like that. That's fifty thousand dollars worth yep. of options, right there. Right. Actually, it's sixty. Sixty. Okay. So you have, and then you start. You throw high pump, six valve, everything else on it. You spend a hundred grand oh, to make yeah. that happen in right? no time. So when when I'm looking at what's happened in the marketplace, to me, it's hard for me to sit here and tell you that if prices stay elevated like this. For any amount of time, any amount of time, we're going to continue to. We're going. This is going to be like a five or six year deal from today. Well, that's you know what I mean. That fits your timeline. But my timeline was twenty four. We have, we have a little bit of a of a correction, a little bit of calmness that comes into play. Yeah, that looks. So now I'm thinking like pushing that back to twenty six. Yeah. Not because of, of the supply issues, but there's no use. So I need yeah. you to buy this. I need you to buy this new piece so I can right. buy your use piece. Yeah. I've got a I've got use piece sold. Exactly. I can sell your use piece. We're already please there. God give me this. We're right? already there. But at a, at a, but at a higher level, like almost like an institutional level at that oh, point. Right. You see what I'm saying? Not like, hey, I got an opportunity for you, but it's like, hey, this is like 
you know, like you're, you're supposed to do this. So if anybody's looking for somebody that's really into the machinery business, I'll be unemployed soon. So <laughs> don't, don't be afraid to reach out because I will have nothing to do. But at the end of the day, how does, I mean, interest rates are going to play a part of this. Yeah. And that, They're claiming you know, faster than... They're climbing faster than people talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know I financed a couple things in the last week, and I'm like, oh, my God, I haven't seen that number for a long time. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I really think this is just a, I just think this is, this is reset the, what we're doing. And I don't see anything stopping this from happening moving forward. I hear you. But, you know, I mean, and this is back to that, the guys that grow corn are going to do whatever to grow corn, right? Right. Whatever happens, we'll pound through it. Yeah. Oh, we always do. Yeah. yeah. But but the, but the one thing different between now and that's that's that is not it's there's yeah. nothing there's no there's no backstock. There right. We are in a moment now that has never ever ever happened ever. Right. And it's just that rebound assuming that everything stays the way that it is and and like I said there's there's a million different things that play in this section 179 Right. Sunsets this year. Yep. Right? Now, if Congress does not do something with that, that's not just some kind of, oh, well, whatever. It's gonna be. That's that's an economy thing. Right. Right? I mean, you start looking at... It'll hit us right away. It'll hit everybody else in a couple of years. Everybody. I mean, you're talking like car dealerships, equipment dealerships, construction dealerships. You know, specialty equipment manufacturing, those kind of all those all those things, vehicles, all that, every bit of that. I mean, all that stuff just just all of a sudden now has a. Oh. It, it's no coincidence that the pickup shortage is tied in with the ag economy fixing itself. Yeah, I mean, yeah, to some extent, but I mean, same time, but you got you got to lump all that stuff together. I understand, things. you know, the shortages and supply and all that, but. If farmers hated pickups, there wouldn't be the pickup mess there is. I promise. I promise you. Dude, that. But you're talking about you got construction companies, you got contractors. Okay. Equi- equipment operators. How about that? Tractors, okay. yeah. scrapers. I don't care what you drive. If you right. drive something, if you're outdoors working with soil, you drive a pickup. Or you have lots of pickups in your company. Either way, that's what it's from. If I'm Those roofing same houses, people, though, I'm not driving a huh? Toyota Camry. If you what? If I'm roofing a house, I'm not driving a Toyota Camry. No, that's construction. Right, but that's my that's my point. It's like the 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 pickup thing. I mean, I've been to, I've been to a lot of places in the world, and I see a lot of a lot of like. Minivans <laughs> right. with, with ladders on top of them. Right. You know what I mean? I know. I know. 
But to piggyback on that, it's just like anything after the last, well, from you got 19, 20, 21, 20, four years. By the time this year is over, it's affected semis, it's affected trailers, it's affected pickups. Just from ag. Because ag turning around has, I shouldn't say because of ag. Ag has at least doubled all of it. I don't know. I don't agree with that. I, mean, I will. I mean, ag obviously had a big play in all the this. Biggest, the biggest things most farms want to throw some money at to get better is a truck because when every farmer gets their first semi it runs it drives it pulls that trailer good enough and then oh well i'd like this i'd like this i'd like this same with pickups same with all of it i hear you but you just refuse to do you if you refuse to agree and i understand that no my my thing is my thing with that is that there is a you have, you have all the energy right right all the trucks that go into energy right you have all of the I'm not talking I'm talking like Ford F250s right I'm talking like all the XL beats. crank windows yeah right they're claim to fame with the 38 years, or, or no, how old am I? 43. 43 years. It's easy right. to remember. Right. America's number one selling pickup. And then the guy coughs and goes, <clears throat> to fleets. It's a sell's a sell, bro. Oh, my God. Yep. It sells a sell. Freightliner sells a lot of trucks, too, but owner-operators don't drive them. Right. And same damn scenario. A sell's a sell. That's all it is. Yeah. So at the end of the day, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think I'm taking that. Obviously, these guys are buying stuff, but I mean, I get all that. I also, yeah. so you you know this, or but you, there's, there's I'm going to remind you. Broader spectrum here. Right. When I talk about the economy, uh-huh. it's like 308, 402, 620, 75. Right. Maybe, maybe we get to like 217, but that's a stretch. Yeah. So. Kind of, I guess, to kind of wrap all this up, with this situation that we see happening with Russia and Ukraine, um, to be real honest with you, my my predictions I have are are now probably two years out, two years out further. Even um, if it ends tomorrow. Uh, yeah, because I mean, even if it ends tomorrow, it's not like it ends tomorrow, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, if it ends tomorrow, it's kind of one of those. I get a feeling it's one of those never ends deals. Well, I mean, I think it's going to be one of those deals where Russia's going to get caught in a quagmire. And, I mean, obviously the Russian people have said that we're not. Go out and watch that Snake Island video. You watch that? Mm-mm. Dude, that's the most inspirational thing. I'm, a, I'm going to freaking put that. Is that farm equipment? Every, every morning when I wake up to go lift weights, I'm going to listen to that thing. I mean. If you're if you're listening to it to lift weights, I probably don't need to see it. I mean, it's it's. It, the Russian people, or the Russian people, the, the Ukrainian people are not stopping. So if Putin, if Putin thinks he's going to come in and oust Zelensky and, and that everyone's just going to fall in line, it's going to be, oh, cool, yeah, cool, got a new president, awesome. Well, we're going to go underground now, and we're going to, right. you know, we're going to 
go out and sabotage all the stuff and these other things. Something like 65 or 70% of, of Russia's economy is based off of energy, natural gas, oil, right. those kind of things. Yep. Nord Stream 2 is a big deal, right? So if stability in the world is, they're worried about pipelines and they're worried about ports in and out of the Black Sea and and Russia's producing an exorbitant amount of wheat and Ukraine is producing more and more corn and soybeans every year. I mean the Russian I mean I keep dang it, I apologize. The Ukrainian flag is yellow over blue. Right. Or sorry, blue over yellow. And that's that is the blue sky over the golden the golden wheat, right? And, that, and that's what that stands for. And if you've never been to Ukraine, the only way I can describe it to you, the, the, the denseness of the soil, it's like Iowa, Illinois, and Indiana all had a kid. <laughs> right. They named it Ukraine, right? Yep. And, I mean, the, the dirt is as black as black can be. Walking through Kiev, looking at road construction, and they're building a sidewalk or they're putting in a pipe or whatever it is, and there's a pile of dirt sitting next to where they're <laughs> right. doing. And it is it is topsoil. I mean it's like you right. go, to, go down to the local hardware store and grab a bag of topsoil. Yeah. Potting it's, soil. It's fifteen tons of that right. sitting there. Right? There is there is more there's a reason why the Nazis when they were leaving that place, they were taking train loads of topsoil back to Germany. Right. I mean it's just Stuff like that, where it was just the Ukrainian people are just an awesome group of people that are trying to. They were just kind of figuring their way through where they were at to where they're coming into right now. Right, yeah, coming growing into this thing. And, and they had a like, very big pause in the middle. Yeah, of that. I mean, it was just—I mean, like it was, you know, like, you know, you wake up one day and you're you're 16 years old and you're like, "All right, dude, go out and make it. Right, figure it out, bro." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, that's really kind of what happened. I mean, don't have to stand in the breadline today. Yeah, and so all this stuff that's happened, all these crazy things were happening. We're seeing all these things come together, and it's just one of those things where. We we have created a, I don't know we have created, but there, a, a scenario has been created now that is going to not refill what we see happening in, in the overall grand structure of the market. Gotcha. Right? We're going to sell a bunch of new, and there's just not going to be any used that comes in behind it because people are going to be buying that used. Right. Because those lines of delineation between the first, the second, the third, and so on and so forth, those li- those lines are growing in density. Yeah. Where I, there's customers that I work with right now that are telling me right now, yeah, you're right, I could go buy the new stuff, I could do all the stuff, but, you know, buying it just feels better to me. Yep, exactly. And they're not, I mean, they're not, to be really honest with you, they're not saving themselves any money. Right. It's it's it goes back to that whole. I mean, it's as soon a, as you drive it off the lot, yeah. it depreciates. It's a six one half dozen another scenario, but at the end of the day, man, I tell you what, 
this 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 market that we see right now, I, in my opinion, is just not going to change for any for any time in the foreseeable future. If Case New Holland, I guess the CNH Agco Deer, all these people come together and they're like, all right, we're full scale now. We're 100 percent back to the way it was. I, I just don't see that changing the way values and the overall used equipment marketplace. I mean, yes, we're going to get this this absorbent premium knocked off the top. That's yeah. no doubt about that. But physical inventory on the lot, I just don't, I just don't see it. No, anytime soon. I get it. I just don't see it. So from the front lines, I agree with you. So anyway. Folks want to reach out to you and get more information about what it is that you're doing and stuff you got. What's the best way to do that? Well, uh, you can email me, aaron.fintel at movingironllc.com. Right on. Uh, Call me or text me, text preferred if you can, 308-760-1193. Or I'm pretty active on the Twitterverse at aaronfintel. And uh, also on Facebook. Wow. So, good Lord, if that don't cover it, yep. send a smoke signal. <laughs> That's awful windy out here. You won't know for sure if it's what it is. It's true. It's kind of, it's Could somebody. be somebody from Kansas trying yeah. to be like, damn, I'm trying to get a hold of you, and it's a north wind, and it's yeah. all smoky yeah. here. If we get Kansas smoke, then we got problems. Yeah. Yeah, so... All right. Well, I'm Casey Seymour with Moving Iron Podcast. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also send me an email at movingironpodcast at movingironpodcast.com, or you can give me a call at 308-765-0495. Check that out there. Give me a call there. Also go to movingironllc.com. That's a great place to find all the podcasts, all the blogs, and all the information for the Moving Iron Summit coming up in Nashville, Tennessee, September 6th, 7th, and 8th. Um, that is open to anybody that wants to come to that. If you're if you're an equipment dealer of any kind, hit me up. Keller, new use. No, it doesn't matter. If you're come one, come all. Step yeah. right up. If you've got if you sell equipment for a living, hit me up. It'd be a great place for you to check that out. So, give that a whirl. Um, the world is a crazy place right now, and there's a lot of people out there that are in. Uh, tough situations and uh those those people are in my thoughts and prayers so i would ask for everyone out here to to give those uh those same things uh a world so with that i am casey seymour with aaron fennel let's go smart folks out axon tire is going to have more tips tricks and client advice throughout the year and in september at the moving iron summit in nashville if you're looking to sign up for the event please head over to movingironllc.com we hope to see you there Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 or go to valleytransitinc.com for all of your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. And no matter how you buy ag equipment from a dealer, auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. Moving higher in the 21st century